Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hello and welcome to Backpacking and Blisters, Episode 5, How to Win at Backpacking. I am Derek and I am going to bring to you the man who can hike and somehow never get dust on his feet, Carl Mandriel. Carl, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I just got a haircut today. Pretty excited about it. Wow. Wow. That's, uh, did you go buzz cut? What'd you do? I'm moving towards that direction as the hair on top of my head is getting ever so thin and sparse. That but I'm is a travesty. Travesty. But it just gives us more of you to look at. You know what I mean? So look at it that way. <laughs> well, let's let's do the recap. We're going to recap kind of like how far we've come. You know, as we as you know, we've been trying to construct the perfect backpacking trip and episode by episode. And so let's let's, let's do a little recap of the journey so far. You want to start us off, and then I'll. Kind of I can start us off. Yeah, so kind of some some quick takeaways from each episode. So our first episode was all about uh, how to be or to bring a newbie, and I think big takeaways were just have a have a gear list and don't be afraid to both follow it and make sure that the newbie's following it. Exactly. And then after that, we we did Masters of Disaster: How to Avoid Trip Disasters. Um, you know, whether it was you falling into a river blisters, permit issues, getting lost. Those are all things that we discussed uh, on how to avoid disaster. Right. And that brought us to episode three. We're talking about encounters on the trail. This is like person-to-person encounters and how just kind of different things you might see out there. And I don't really know that we came up with a lot of good conclusions about, you know, making that a perfect trip, but we certainly addressed things to be aware of. You know what we did? We talked about the best way if you're if they're the kind of person that wants to altogether avoid seeing people on the trail, mm. the best way to do it is just simply to go off trail, cross country. Yeah, if you want to avoid that. And then we wrapped it up with shaving weight in unexpected ways, whether it was packing less food, uh, fewer clothes, don't bring a shovel for your poop, just use a rock maybe on the ground. <laughs> no, no toilet paper. Like how extreme do you want to get? There's there's all kinds of degrees of that. So And you had a golden nugget of don't bring celery, which don't bring celery. You don't yeah, I, think I mean, where's the nutritional value? You know? I mean maybe you I just like not, the taste of it. I don't like the taste of it. Well then I mean it's okay. It's just it's just neutral. You'll never have problem. that struggle then. That's good. I might so. bring Southern Nets trip just to mock you. We'll see. <laughs> Let's jump into uh, episode five. This is I'm looking forward to this one. This is uh, how to win at backpacking. Kind of so, just diving into like more about our group and how we like to to up the ante on a backpacking trip. This will definitely pull back the curtain a little bit about the craziness that we experience on an annual basis. Mm. And, you know, I, I imagine that when the listeners kind of see the title, they might be thinking, "Are, are we talking about like card games at night? Are we talking about?" Like, hey, we we made it 
we, we made the loop in the time we were shooting for we completed our itinerary are we talking about just like like hike racing like hiking faster than our buddies and then like showing them up i don't think we're but talking about any of that though none of that none of that not at all. Forget, who no. cares about that well, I kind of care about the cards. Well, yeah, I do a little bit too. And completing our team. I can. Pl- I care about all those. You're things. more about like let's make the loop in time kind of guy. I want. I want to complete the trip. It's kind of like a sure. like. Is it like an internal reward for you? You know what? I think it's a fulfillment for all the trips that I took that we didn't complete because of mm. the crazy characters that we have that have come and gone in the in the backpacking group. Base like we talked about before since since 2005 for a long time now we make the journey and we finish the trip. But there were a number of years before you where it was not a certainty. And sure. if you were superstitious, you just jinxed everything. But luckily I'm not superstitious, <laughs> so that's that's good to know. Um, okay. well, well, let's dive in. Like, What are we talking about when we're talking about how to win a backpacking for our specific group? Or, or uh, more poignantly, like, you know, how can people have more fun on a trip to up the ante to make it more enjoyable to, a, you know, just make it a fun experience? Not that it already isn't, but just to maybe add some elements. Right. So I think that this ties into the very end of our last episode where I threw that trivia question at you about Rocky and all the crazy things that he likes to bring and the things he's brought over the years. All those things that that were mentioned, that trivia question, were just simply things that he brought because whatever he can handle, he thought it was funny. He he got, you know, some laughs at, at camp and stuff. But really that sort of inspired the uh, the idea of winning at backpacking and um, it kind of brought me to I don't know a few winters ago I was at a flea market in Denver mm. and we saw a or actually Jessica my wife found this wooden miniature statue of what appeared to be a backpacker like carved could have been John whittled. Muir yeah that was like whittled yeah was, for sure nice. I wouldn't say it's the highest quality thing we've ever saw. But uh, for five dollars, we bought it, and she's like, "You should make this a trophy." And I thought, "Yeah, right. Like a trophy for what?" And then, <laughs> as I thought, <laughs> how I can thought I have more, more fun than I already do? Right. <laughs> I thought more about. It. I was like, you know what? Like we can definitely uh, harness Rocky's ridiculousness and turn it into something bigger if everybody's up for it. And so when I threw this out at the you know to all you guys on a text. Everybody uh, wholeheartedly agreed this is something that we're going to do. And something called the Strider Award was born. Yeah, yeah the Strider Award. And, and let's talk about talk about the Strider Award and, and, and the definition. Because for, for me, at least for the first couple of years, I was kind of confused. Was the Strider Award something funny I'm bringing? Something cool that I did that was like Survivor Man-ish? Like, clarify the definition of the Strider and what that is. Yeah, so... No, I think that I think you probably need more clarification like every year because we keep on clarifying <laughs> it for you. Maybe true. Get Maybe. It. So it's not I mean it can't be super narrowed down. It's 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 still pretty general. It it's for whoever does or brings the most ridiculous thing or things. So I could just do something like swim across a lake that's freezing. Wow, that's yeah. Strider worthy. Mm. Probably not, but we'll come up. With, we'll show some examples of what's been done because we've had a few years where people have won the award, and we can talk about some of the the attempts and fails, some of the things that have been cool that might have been narrow misses, and some of the things that actually won the award. But mm. yeah, you gotta you gotta be creative, and obviously each year sort of ups the ante. So I think like how does this relate to everybody listening? Well, like do you want to do things ridiculous out in the wilderness? Maybe, maybe not. But if you've got a, a group of, of friends that you typically go with and 
uh, you want to mix it up a little bit, trying to, you know, it could be any sort of award. It could be, you know, for, for things like we mentioned, or it could be whoever makes the best meal if you do group meals. It could be uh, whoever provides the most interesting game or conversation topic if, if that's something that, you know, mm. it's a struggle at times. Okay. It could be anything. And so this is just maybe not for everybody, but I think even if you're like, yeah, like this is lame, I think you'll still find interesting what we've done to um to kind of up the ante on the back and, and just to clarify it's obviously not something you have to do but like if you're someone who backpacks and it's like the actual activity of hiking up hills and, and long distances is, is can be taxing on you these are like ways that it's just like other things that can kind of take your mind off of that laborious activity if it's harder for you and it makes it more fun just to either goof around enjoy each other more. So I, I enjoy it a lot more than I used to early on, for sure. I think I'm growing into it more, obviously. But you know, let's talk about the Strider and, and and how maybe like some of the past experiences we've had with that. Yeah. So we started it back in 2015. That was our first summer. So side note, I think we, I think we've, we haven't really specified this, but we take one big trip a year mm. with all the guys. Now, th- that's not necessarily the only trips that we take, obviously. Um, I do a lot of side trips. I do family trips. I'll, I'll do some some different things with friends, shorter trips, whatever, throughout the year. But we, we kind of emphasize like we have one annual get-together. So this is really the only time we make the Strider Award available to everybody. So what, you don't do it with the uh, the wife and kids, huh? The little kids don't know any no, Strider Award? No. They they like the Strider Award, but they don't, they don't, they don't qualify. They're not there yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. They're- Fair enough. So the, so 2015, the trip that we did that we did was actually an anniversary trip of a trip we took 10 years prior, mm. uh, one of Derek's first trips, mm. which was in Yosemite National Park. And there's a loop that's not very well traveled that starts at Glacier Point mm-hmm. and takes you not towards the valley or not towards Half Dome, if you know Yosemite, but it takes you kind of the, the opposite direction towards a mountain pass called Red Peak Pass. Mm. And Epic. we did this loop in three days. And we'll get to that story later, but we did it. It was a 10 year anniversary. We did about three and a half days this time because we're 10 years older, of course. This was the year where we said, okay, you know, let, let's see who's going to bring some stuff and see what right. you guys got. So this is the second Red Peak Pass. We'll probably do maybe an entire episode on the first Red Peak Pass. It was that, right. it was that epic. But this is the second one. And Pass. what's that? I call it Red Peak Pass Revisited. Revisited. So okay. So this is, we'll yeah, Revisited. It. And the Strider Award was a lot more poignant this time around for sure. Right. So let's talk about some of the attempts at winning the Strider Award that um, that failed. So just to get an idea of like, what, what do people bring? So you can, I, I think that you didn't quite get it like you shared already. So what did you bring that year? I brought like, oh, I brought a, uh, I brought a, okay, don't laugh, but this is awesome. I thought it was pretty MacGyverish. I brought a sunshade for a car and I thought that that could be used to either fan a flame or um, shade some things, shade some things. <laughs> if needed. Uh, and I, br- I had, you know, it w- <laughs> the intention was pure, but I was just like, I wasn't really, cons- I wasn't like trying to bring anything funny. I was just trying, you know, I could use this to help me build fires because I like to build right. fires, and I'm like, this will be epic. So, didn't really go as planned, you know. Okay. I got more mockery than empathy. You didn't win. You didn't win. I didn't. Year, obviously. I've yet to win. I've never won the Strider. Yeah. So, well, you're kind of revealing things ahead of time. That's the right. journey. Well, I don't mind. I, I I did not win that a year either, but I feel like I I had a couple good items. Rocky, as we've alluded to before, has some quirks, and one of the things he that is kind of true about him is he hates like pink stuff. 
So I brought a miniature pink fairy toy that I affixed to his backpack. Kind of a pack decoration that I kind of poo-pooed in the last episode. Did we lose that? Is it gone now? Uh, it's still, it's still it's out floating there. Around? Okay. Yeah. It's out there. Anyway. That's great. So I attached that and, you know, we get a, get the reaction. That was kind of a minor thing. But the big thing that I brought were uh, disc golf discs. Yeah, I brought a stack fun. of them. And on top of Rippy Pass, you can see forever. And we spent, wow, we must have spent like an hour, hour and a half just chucking those things off Rippy Pass. Mm-hmm. And then going and getting them. And they just went, like I said, forever. Some of the guys hadn't thrown before. They didn't really know how to throw them. Some guys just, you know, natural athletes did. But right. yeah, I feel like, yeah, like Rocky checked it pretty far for not really ever playing. Um, I learned a lot about yeah. disc golf in that moment. I didn't know there was like yeah. weighted discs that went right, some left. Weight, yeah, some were better. I didn't know as, as much either at the time. So I just grabbed a bunch of discs that I got at a garage sale. Jared, who actually plays was like these are these are actually kind of expensive and i was like i don't care We're <laughs> let's not these lose things. these yeah <laughs> so 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 anyway we had a great time with that i don't think i came close to winning no uh, do you remember what nate brought what did nate bring i don't know so he brought he actually this is what's interesting about his item was he actually brought and used a toilet seat and the cover oh, for the yeah. toilet seat and that so he's like yeah he wanted to wedge that on some rocks because he doesn't like going to the bathroom in the outdoors. Yeah, the actual so toilet he seat. Literally, yeah, he literally had that hanging from his backpack the first trip. and But none of those won. That I mean, I feel like those are super ridiculous and super, or super awesome, whatever you, however you want to define it. I mean, it was... But it was Rocky. Yeah, Rocky was hands was Rocky. down the best, for sure. Yeah. So let's talk about... Like, like there's one clear moment where he won the trip. But, like... This is going to sound really weird, but he strangely also brought a toilet seat that same well, year. Well, and the history of that toilet seat is we, we, you and I both lived with Rocky at different times, and he had a clear toilet seat that had like fish pictures and fish hook pictures within the toilet seat. And not only was this toilet seat pretty original, but it was extremely heavy. And he carried this thing in his pack for, um, I think, till the last night, right? And oh yeah, he didn't reveal it to the last night. Yeah, sure. and once he pulls this thing out on the last night of game night and just brings it into the tent, uh, I think we all were like, "Oh my gosh, that I can't believe you even had that the whole trip." That's it was to me that was that sealed the deal for sure. Like that's but that's not why I don't think that's, that's not why he won. He no. won for something else. But what's crazy is how heavy that thing was. Like this, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. This is a like a fifty mile loop. Like I said, we did this in three and a half days. We're we we're pounding the miles, and yeah. there's a lot of gain, a lot of gain and loss. Yeah. And so anything you brought was was dead weight in your he, pack. It was yeah, and that thing's like I uh, want to say that how heavy do you think that thing is? Oh, at least five pounds. At least five pounds. Yeah, at least five of just pounds. dead weight, and it's big, so it takes up a right. lot of pack space. So on the way back on our loop, we actually hit about a two mile section, which kind of coincides with the Half Dome Trail, one of the most popular trails in Yosemite. And I knew it, and I, you know, we've been to Yosemite so many times. I'm like, this is the section of the trail that is going to be the most crowded. Like, we will constantly be passing people. Right. So what he brought, which was kind of kind of weird at first, but we sort of upped the ante with, was he brought a costume, mm. a Nacho Libre co- like wrestling costume, including the mask. Yeah, that was nice. He he kind of busted it out one night, and I was like, Rocky, like if you really want to do something awesome wear that for that two mile section where we're seeing everybody just hike as a wrestler and he did the voice pretty good too the whole way yeah for sure he acted he behaved like he hiked in the costume and he 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 did it he pulled it off he hiked for two miles and with the mask on it's so hot it's gonna be so hot (laughs) 
<laughs> it was, and honestly, that trail did not disappoint. Like for that couple miles, like it was a, like a constant flow of traffic. We're still miles from you know any sort of trailhead, like like a lot of miles and a lot of elevation gain. So people are just out there, and here's this dude hiking his Nacho Libre, and he got some good um, looks and some weird looks. He got some good looks, but he had a lot of people that simply didn't even notice. So intentionally ignored him and his yeah, comments. Possibly. So for that, he won the Strider Award. So that's that was probably one of the most ridiculous things we did out there. Right. So that was 2015. 2016 was a trip we took to Aspen, the Maroon Bells Wilderness, where we did the four-pass loop. It's a, kind of a famous loop. If you go to the Ranger Station, they'll tell you, like, this is the most photographed area in the United States. And it, it's legitimately beautiful. Yeah. I don't know that it really is the most photographed, but it's it's awesome. It's, up there. it's beautiful. It's crowded, too. Yeah. Did you bring anything that year? I don't know if I did. I think that was, that was my anti-Strider year. I think it was just like... I don't want to do it. I was right, bitter. Right. I was confused. Right. I've moved on, but yeah. Yeah, Rocky. Rocky. Rocky would did not. He brought some stuff, but what else? But yeah, I'm trying to think of what he brought that year. He brought um. He brought his Nacho Libre costume again and a bunch of cloaks so that we could like look like uh, something out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, he brought us each a cloak uh, from Lord of the Rings. That was cool. Yeah, it didn't hit home quite as well on that one. So he didn't. He put the bar pretty yeah, high the first year, though. You know, Nate's attempt, I think, was well. He brought a set of horseshoes, like those metal horseshoes. Yeah. And the stakes. That was absurd. And those things. Yeah. No, they were. Yeah, they were like two stakes, four yeah, four yeah. horseshoes. It, it was right. it was ridiculous. And then trying to we think, had somebody bring a badminton net and rackets. You're talking about me now. I, I brought a he bunch was, of junk. He, so that was, a, that was a good gift, though, or not a gift. Though. I was honoring one of our other guys, Knowlton, who loves badminton, likes to talk about it. We never actually played it, so I brought badminton, like a little rope. So we did that. I brought. I actually carried for like three days some sodas for Nate and Rocky. I tried to. I tried to bring something for everybody. Is what I tried to do. That was a good choice. I think. Yeah, I think what won it for me though was. So we've had this kind of ongoing discussion about what an appropriate backpacking chair is, uh, which we didn't really hit too hard in the last episode. We might. We should probably should have actually, but it kind of all started when you brought like a two-legged chair. It all began. And and let me let me just dive into this for a minute. Let me just pause here. The the two legged chair. For years, I was like, you know, on the ground when we had dinner games, and I'm like, I'm so uncomfortable. I, I want to get a chair, but I don't want it to be heavy. I go to REI, I find a two legged chair. I'm like, this is great, one pound, perfect. So I bring it. I I'd say on the comfortability level, it was probably like a seven out of ten. But I got so much heat from Nate about this chair and you a little bit. No, for me, I was the one that was kind of mocking. You gave me I'll, a lot I'll, of heat. I'll own Nate it. gave me some heat. Well, here's the thing. Here's why. Because because it's two-legged chair, you sort of have to balance yourself a little bit. Like, it's not hard, but I'm just thinking at the end of the day, do you want to engage your muscles when you're sitting down? Like, you just want to rest. the extreme backpacker, yes, you do. You do. Maybe maybe I'm just a, a bigger wimp than you, but like maybe. I don't want to sit there like balancing a chair. Yeah, but I'm off the I ground, my legs I'm rest. off the ground. Yeah, it's 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 a step in the right direction. I thought so. So the but ironic part about there. that was, you know, after the mockery, without jumping too far ahead, like the following year, Nate, I returned the chair and got a four-legged chair uh, and risked a little bit more weight. And Nate ended up buying the same chair that he mocked me for. And I believe he right. still has it. Rocky, meanwhile, is still bringing like a like a straight up camping chair. You know, the kind like you buy for five bucks the grocery store that weigh you know ten like you pounds. Take to the beach and set up on the yeah. Right, 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 right. Absurd. So I I was like, I am going to end the chair discussion. I'm going to bring the most ridiculous chair I can possibly bring. <laughs> so that's funny. I brought <laughs> I brought a white patio chair that's just massive. 
It obviously doesn't fold down. It's just a big plastic chair. weighs four pounds. Uh, I actually knocked Jared down one time when I like turned around real quick and he was like standing right behind me. <laughs> I forgot me. about that. That was great. It was so ridiculous that I had people literally on the trail stop me and take pictures with me in the chair because it just sticks out. Like it's just ridiculous. And I and then when I put my backpack down, what was cool about it was it was strapped to the outer edge of my backpack. We could stop at each pass and I could just literally just sit in the chair. Mm. So yeah, convenient. It was it was borderline worth it to be convenient. honest. Would you ever do it again? <laughs> I might. I don't, yeah, it's a good question. It definitely was kind of annoying to carry around. We were in a lot of wide open space above tree lines, so not as big of a deal. If we're going off trail, obviously that was you know, yeah, totally yeah, yeah. out of the question. I, I since shared what I've brought, what I bring now, but I think that that, that won me the Strider Award. And, um, that was a, yeah, yeah so that was up there. Pretty big deal. Pretty, I was pretty excited about it. I was it. proud of you. One of the rules that we have for the Strider Award is, or at least we started with, you can't win two years in a row, so that's why Rocky kind of, didn't do as well the next year i i assume mm. but in addition to that we have a, a rule that you have to be on our trip for three years in a row to qualify yeah otherwise you win it and, and then we never see you again and then we gotta find a new strider award right yeah so one of- whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt at midwayusa.com we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The guy, the disc golfer, Jared, he his first trip was that Red Peak Pass trip. His second trip was the trip to the Maroon Bells. And then last year, we did Glacier National Park. Or this year, mm. I should say, this past summer. And this was his third year. So then he started to actually like participate, he, yeah. which is cool. He delivered. He and, definitely delivered. Yeah, and we invited some, you know, another guy who, who who brought some stuff, even though he didn't qualify. Yeah, so I didn't win this, this, last, this past summer, but I brought a dinosaur costume. Dinosaur costume. The, the inflatable one that you guys have probably seen like doing YouTube videos here and there. And I thought having that, you know, on a pretty 
epic trip where we had a lot of miles and we were pretty far away from things. I thought that was pretty funny to bust out. And we, we had but it's a gamble that. to bring something that heavy and then not win, you know? For sure. So For sure. I always try to think of something lightweight. I think I brought like lightweight bocce ball and I, I brought right. some, a couple other smaller things. But um, but Jared, Which is cool. Jared came through. I mean, he brought these uh, like inflatable chairs, lounge, lounge, chairs. lounge chairs. So they got a lot of use. There were people taking like breaks in them. Uh, at one point, they created like a makeshift boat. Him and Knowlton made a boat and sailed out onto a lake with the chairs. Right. What, like legit, they they sailed it. Like just using they used, equipment from our group, right? Yeah. Um, a tent, rain flies, like the sail. They used some of the parachute cord to tie things together. Mm. But just to clarify, these are, I hadn't seen these before, but apparently these are getting popular. These are like where you basically open up a big gaping hole in this chair and then you run for a few steps and it just kind of fills it with air then you wrap it up yeah. really quick and they're super comfortable Popular. we had some guys jared himself actually took it down like a little stream is like a river raft yeah. kind of thing i think that's i think that's kind of why i want i think is is, is the different uses we have because well, we did the boat point, we did the lounging and then you know him I, I know rocky and i took it across the river with that you know right I mean? we had a, a, a not a major river crossing but one where they have like a wire set up in case the water's high it was at the mouth of a lake, and rather than just kind of like you know taking your shoes off and hiking across, you guys got in the boat and pulled yourself across. Some of us made it in one attempt; others capsized. Others oh, not so much. And uh, Rocky, <laughs> you know, I think he wanted to capsize. I'm gonna be honest; he just likes to go. Yeah, <laughs> he has no problem. Topple over, yeah. Like he could have held on. Although he did take his like 60 pound backpack with him in this inflatable chair. Which made it all right. the more ridiculous. So, right, so, so those are the three trips we've had on, and who knows what's going to happen next year? You know what we're going to do, um, or who's going to try to qualify for it, or or not? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But but for us, it's been it's been fun for sure. I've got my verse for the episode. All right, lay it on that me. What to this? It's First Corinthians nine twenty four. It says, "Do you not know that in a hike, all the hikers hike, but only one gets the prize? Did you just hike you in just, such a way as to- wow? You just kind of changed the word of God. That's I kind of did, yeah, and and that's really talking about running a race and eternal life. I just that was that it's was poignant. I don't even like is. running, so the fact that you mentioned hiking it makes it more. Yeah, I appreciate it. that. Versus talking about you know living life in such a way to get eternal life, and really, I was trying to trying to modify to to relate to hiking. But yeah, anyway, well, that was good. And you know what? We've been kind of talking about these trips and these characters, which is which seems so just kind of abstract for the listeners. So um, I I want to introduce something here that we've been working on for the last few years we actually started filming a lot of our trips and making documentaries about them not like you know it sounds like somebody just has like a camera swinging it around maybe somebody's got um, a gopro video and they're just kind of walking around with it and we definitely have shots like that but we actually we feel like we've got a story to tell each trip and that's kind of what inspired the podcast yeah i think you get to know the guys and and obviously us pretty well if you're interested in checking out the videos, we've gotten some pretty good feedback, but um, I actually rebooted them all onto a new YouTube account, which we'll um, we'll have here. Um, well, yeah, we the, can put the links the on the Facebook page as well right, for all right. that. So look for that. So so if you're interested in checking it out and seeing what it looks like to to vie for the Strider Award, I have the Red Peak Pass trip on there. I've got the Aspen trip on there, and I haven't finished editing the the Glacier yeah. trip. So that'll that'll be a probably a lot of good ridiculousity, fun stuff. You guys can take away, steal from us if you want to use on your own trip, and you know just to make we we've been doing this. We like to have fun and be ridiculous. So these are just some fun things that we did. 
to try to make your it's trip a little ridiculous. bit more quote unquote perfect. So yeah, certain interrupt you there. There. So, to, speaking of ridiculous, we've started kind of sort of ending the you know each podcast episode with a trivia question. Well, but before I get to, to my trivia question, do you? It's been it's been a while. Have you been to Costco and and done anything? I'm glad yet? you asked me that. This week, the girls and I will be venturing to Costco probably probably like Wednesday, and uh, the plan is to see if Riley will drive her wheelchair up somebody and just ask them. If they want to race down the aisle. I'll give you this tidbit of information today. Today we actually went to a, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of like robotics championships. Uh, These are where like kids like put Legos together and create machines and robots that actually move. And then you like, somehow they like program them to do like little obstacle courses or whatever. I've never seen this happen. I like it. I go to this thing with Riley so after the competition's done, what happens is like there's like a 20, 25 minute break where the entire audience in the gym, this is like in a basketball high school gym, everybody just starts, dan- they have a dance party while they're waiting to like, you know, get all of the uh, Lego building bugs out or, and I don't, whatever they do, you know. So all these techie kids are dancing around the room and here comes Riley. Uh, I didn't know where she went. I'm like, where did my kid go? Like, how do I lose my kid in a wheelchair? Right? All of a sudden, I see this Congo line coming in front of like 150 people. And Riley's leading this Congo line of people around the perimeter of the gym. And I just started laughing. I'm like, that? Who? How does she? How does this happen? Like, I, don't, I took my eyes off for like five minutes and she's leading a Congo line. So I got some of it on film. Oh, Oh, I yeah, I'll try that. to send it to you if I can. I, I I would love to put it online. It's pretty funny. So I think yeah, Riley's definitely a big personality, and I think she's gonna have no problem raising some. It's gonna be, yeah, it'll be go time for sure. In the meantime, I can't yeah, I can't have anything on the line for these trivia questions. We'll just we'll just kind of keep it fun then, and uh, just see if you can answer them. And feel free to th- throw one at me in a future episode. So my question today, because I kind of mentioned the YouTube video and the documentaries. We have this like delusion of grandeur of actually entering the glacier one into the Banff Mountain Film Festival. I mean, it's not a delusion to enter it, but a delusion that it might actually because we're not professional photographers or videographers. But but the Banff Mountain Film Festival is not by any stretch the only film festival out there. So I'm going to give you three film festivals out there. And you've got to tell me which one is like a made up one. Like I just made it up. Here we go. So the first one is the Whistler Film Fest. That sounds legit. Second, second one is the Rocky Mountain Reels. Rocky Mountain Reels, R E E, yeah, R E E L S, like like movie reels. You know where like That's they have the funny. film. And the third one is the Sierra Showcase. Uh, I mean, I'm leaning toward Rocky Mountain Reels. The other two sound legit. Right. I, I mean, right. So which one did I make up? Like you got. I'll go you gotta Rocky Mountain Reels. Play ball. Rocky Mountain Reels. All right, you are correct. That one Ooh. is not real. <laughs> Pressure's off. Yeah. But neither. Pressure's of, off. All, all the all, those, all three of those were fake, actually, Derek. I just kind of you play to win the game, Carl Herman Edwards. Okay, you, you play to win the game. You know, <laughs> so there you go. I'm uh, yeah, kind of a uh, a balderdashing move there, but yeah, none of those are real. There's lots of film festivals out there. We'll see what happens with our Glacier one. I want to I want to ask you a real question, but you got to pull off the Costco thing, and we'll see. How we're going to do the Costco thing. And hopefully, you know, some of our listeners will take some of these ideas and apply them to their own backpacking trips to have a little bit more fun and just incorporate, you know, not competition necessarily, but just to have a little bit more um, variety on their trip. So um, with that said, we guys want to encourage you guys to hit that subscribe button. 
we want to encourage you to listen next week. It's going to be one of probably my favorite episode because I got this award for the first time. I also named this award. So I kind of feel proud about that. But next week is going to be the complete opposite of how to win at backpacking. It's how to lose at backpacking. Uh, and the award for that is simply called the Flushy. And I don't know if you remember Carl mentioning that Nate brought this toilet seat on the trip. I said, you know, we should just have an award for something that's kind of a master of disaster, kind of like something that went really wrong or somebody did something that's really not bright. We should call it the Flushy Award. Let's have a Flushy Award. And it, it seemed to stick. And we've been doing both of these awards every year. So we're going to talk about that one. It's going to be great. And we look forward to talking with you guys uh, next week. Take care. And remember, it's not backpacking, guys, if there's not a few blisters along the way. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.